Gamers, this is Joe. From what I'm playing now, I have episode 16 of our podcast that we originally recorded on March 10th of 2014. Some of the news stories we discussed this week, Amy Henning leaving Naughty Dog, Jack Tratton leaving Sony, Watch Dogs finally gets a release date, and while the Wii U version won't be released on that date, it's not cancelled. Some massive layoffs at Disney... GameStop raises the price of the hard-to-find PS4 camera. Xbox One gets its first major update. We talk about some of the games we're playing now, like South Park, The Stick of Truth. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII. We also hit on what we want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers. Welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now weekly podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. With me, as always... Well, usually always, a couple weeks ago he wasn't here, is Greg Martin. <laughs> yes, that's that's one thing, Joe. I, if, <laughs> I, if anything, I'm reliable for being intermittently here. <laughs> You've been here more than you haven't been, so we I can't say anything about that. We're on episode 16 today. Another fun-filled week of gaming. That's right. Send us emails, feedback, and anything to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Greg was screwing around with YouTube over the weekend, and our YouTube channel is now under the What I'm Playing Now name, as well as um, our Google Plus page. Um, it's no longer under my name anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. No, I, you know, Joe, you've got a good name. I, I like your name. I, I like Thank the you. Luzy thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, that, that's really cool. But um, this isn't the Joe Luzy podcast. It's not. No, it's not the Joe Luzy podcast. In fact. What the fuck? It's it's called the Greg Martin podcast. Yeah, you're smoking crack. <laughs> this is the Greg smoking crack podcast. Hey, that's right, man. I got my I got my leaf farm back there, and it's it is we're high as fuck over here. All righty, picture time. <laughs> picture. Yes. Time. Let's show some psychedelic pictures. Well, I think we have one picture to show. Yeah, it just one. Um, so there we go. Screen share and. Boom. So a while back, um, oh crap! I just killed it. Yeah, you did. Hang on. So a while back, I drew this little guy on uh, actual piece of paper, and you couldn't really tell what he was, but he was the greatest thing ever invented. And so then I decided to color him in audition, and this is now what I'm dubbing Snout Shark. And he's he is my buddy. He's my BFF. We go to Dairy Queen together. Uh, we play Final Fantasy games together, and actually, he is quite good at uh, Lightning Returns and in, in hard mode. He he does a pretty good job, but I do all the work at buffing the character. So, um, you know, he's he's fun to have around. So he's riding your coattails, you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's living vicariously through my success. Gotcha. That's what he does. That's his personality, much like uh, you, Joe. You know. Yes, I am writing your coattails as well. <laughs> right through Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> I am on board and strapped on and ready to go. Because it is an amazing game. It is phenomenal. Well, Which, by the start, way... Before we start talking about our games for the week, let's do news first. <clears throat> let's do this in order. <clears throat> in order to the podcast, so don't spoil anything for the audience. That was a good teaser. That's what we will call that. I I'm still wet behind the ears, Joe. I, that's fine. <laughs> you can ride my coattails through that part. See, this is a this is a uh, a, a cooperative coattail riding. We're, there we're gonna we go. Be, our coats, but the thing to take away is at the end, our coats are going to be dirty. 
Yeah, definitely mine. Mine's just going to be filthy. So I don't know if everybody can notice one thing. I picked up a new camera this week. I picked up one of the Logitech C920s. Um, and to me, it actually looks like it's a lot better. It appears to be giving me much better video quality than the last camera did, um, which was another Logitech, but it was several years old from when I built my computer years ago. Um, so hopefully this will just give me some better quality for the podcast as well as doing the Let's Plays. Yeah, and, and the good thing about this camera though now is we can see the detail of your scruff. Yeah, I know. Thank it's, God I thank God I shaved yesterday. Really? Because it doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> I trimmed. <laughs> I trimmed. Well, you know, uh, there's always there's a, there's always a shadow there. Uh, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. <laughs> there's always a shadow there, even if I it doesn't matter. It's just we, there. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> so. All right, on to the news. Since your picture looked beautiful today, this week. Thank you. I spent yeah, actually that's I I spent like thirty minutes on that damn thing. That actually does look pretty good. I wouldn't be able to draw anything like that. I can't. I don't have any drawing things, but I also don't have the nice Wacom tablet that you have. Dude, that thing is. Remember how I told you I was gonna stop paying for our Illustrator? Yes. That's gonna make you keep it. I'm fucking keeping Illustrator just because of how good the Wacom tablet integrates with it. I, I can't I can't let that go. I think I'm gonna let Creative Cloud lapse and then buy Illustrator. And I, don't it's, it's, if, I don't even know if I want to ask how much just Illustrator is. Well, I don't remember, but let's find out really quick. Um, do, we, do we really want to? It's this could be it. scary. I'm guessing it's because I because because I picked up some. Video producing software over the weekend. I picked up CyberLink's um, Power Director, I think is what it is, um, and that wasn't that bad. But then I start looking at um, like Sony, Sony Vegas, and everything, and how much that costs. Vegas is really nice editing software, though. And I just happen to see the prices and giggle immensely. I was just like, seriously, that's how much that costs? Oh hell no! Yeah, I picked up Cyberlink's um, PowerDirector 12 is what I got. They they were having a sale over the weekend, so I'm gonna. I don't even have that installed. I'm actually using the audio piece, audio director right now to record the show this week. So we're gonna see how that goes. And so far, it's kind of just reminded me of Audacity, is what it looks like. So apparently, you can't buy Illustrator CS6 from Adobe because they're like whoring off their Creative Cloud stuff now. Uh, I did find a copy of Illustrator or Illustrator CS6 on Google Shopping. Um, standard price across the board seems to be about five hundred and seventy-five dollars for CS6. Ouch! Yes. Ouch! Yes. Um, that's, that's about what I think Sony Vegas cost. I think it was around five hundred bucks, and I kind of just sat there and was like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, I don't think so. Well, here's the interesting thing. I wonder how much Audition CS6 is worth because if anything, I mean seriously, if there were if there were a version of if there were any piece of this Adobe software package I would keep out of Creative Cloud, it would be it would really seriously be Audition CS6. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon has that going for 330. Too rich for my blood. Yeah, I would. That's like I would, a whole different ball game than what I play in. That's a I would stadium. Yeah, and it is for me too. <laughs> it, both of those are are way out of my ballpark. But you know what? I would 
I would probably get for audition just because I, I I feel very comfortable with it, and I'm I'm kind of second guessing Illustrator, but I do want to keep it so so bad, because I, I unless I can find something else that plays nice with my Wacom tablet. So, uh, you know, if anybody out there knows of a good vector drawing program or anything that does nice, and Inkscape is not it. It it does not play nice with this tablet. Um, so if anybody knows any good vector drawing software that works with a Wacom Intuos. Let me know, because I, I would be interested in trying it out. Cool. Sounds good. That's right. I'll, right draw, I, I'll draw you snout sharks for a year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> do you think you're just going to recolor it? You're just going to reskin it? That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> That's all you're going to do? I fucking know exactly what you're going to do. You're just going to reskin it with a different color every week. Don't fool the audience. Don't fuck with them. That's not nice. Hey, you know what? No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy... I'm going to make a Snout Shark comic. And it's going to be the greatest thing that's ever hit this planet. And one day when I'm making millions from the Snout Shark comic series, you're going to be sitting there by your dumpster and be like, wow, I wish I would have supported Greg when he was trying to do Snout Shark because I, I regret doing that now. You know, I think I think there was already um, a shark character in cartoons, and that was called Jabberjaw. Yeah, but he and Jabberjaw was good. <laughs> but Snout Shark, that's where it's at, man. All right, we'll see. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna wait for epi- I'm gonna wait for the first the first issue, and I will make <laughs> sure I, I purchase that. Because when I used to work at the comic book store, I purchased almost all number ones that came in. So. Ooh. I will purchase your number one issue, and if it's any good, then I will continue to purchase it. If not, I will just never read it again. Be honest, you weren't going to read in the first place, were you? Probably not. <laughs> I got way better things to read than your than your shark comic. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I'm screwed. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Just being honest. Ah, the guy's got to try, right? All right, on the news. We got a lot of news. There was a lot of shit that happened this week. There's even more stories out there than what I pulled into our list here. Um, people leaving companies, people laying, getting more companies laying off people. So one of the first big things that happened during the week was um, Amy Henning um, departs from Naughty Dog. Uh, she was one of the main writers um, for pretty much the whole Uncharted series, Drake's Fortune, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Uncharted 3, Jake's, Drake's Deception. Supposedly she was working on um, the new Uncharted for the PlayStation 4. She actually, per the Polygon article I'm looking at, she actually won the Writers Guild of America's Outstanding Achievement in Writing for Video Games in 2012 for her work on Uncharted 3. Um, so I, the, what, from what I've played in the Uncharted games, those have an excellent story to them. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing she's definitely going to be missed. Um, in reading this story... It sounds like from everybody, a lot of the different sites were guessing as to what happened and everything. It kind of sounds like she was asked to leave. Um, nobody's ever really come out and, from what I could find, actually posted what really happened. Hmm. It does sound like her Twitter followers jumped up significantly because she even posted on Twitter. Um, here's a quote from her from one of her tweets. Well, now I know how to get my follower account to shoot up. Thanks, everyone, for the kind words. It's very appreciated. More than you know. So. <laughs> see, that's, see that's, what you, that's what we need to do, Joe. We need to, we need to quit our jobs, and then yeah. we'll just get like a billion Twitter followers overnight. 
but the thing is, nobody gives a fuck about us. So I well, that's don't true. think that's going to. It's probably <laughs> it's not going to have the same effect. I just have a funny feeling. You know what? We're lucky if we each jump up one. Well, you know what we need to do then? We need to finish this goddamn Snout Shark comic and then quit our jobs. Get to, and it. Then... <laughs> Get to it. What are you doing? What are you do? Why are you doing a fucking podcast then right now? Well, that's a good question. Why am I doing this podcast? I don't you know. know. What? <laughs> I don't know. You should be doing the cartoon, doing the comic. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've played some of the Uncharted games, not many. I I mean, I think I played like the f- the first one. I I definitely have not played the other two. Um, I mean, it was a good game from what I remember. It it was it was pretty good. I I need to go back and and play it again to assess the story, but I I'm assuming. I don't know. Naughty Dog seems to be coming back decently recently. I, I mean, it, it kind of seems like they died for a while, didn't it? And then they just and they just exploded all of a sudden again. Well, I think once Uncharted was released, they really you had heard of Naughty Dog throughout the years, and then they went through a little lull. But then once Uncharted came out, it was like they were back with like a vengeance. I mean, right. Uncharted became you know one of the PS3s, you know. Probably one of their biggest selling games. I mean, that was that was one that always seemed to push the story and graphics. I mean, to 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 a different level. Mm. I mean, especially since it was basically an exclusive to the PS3, um, just like how the next Uncharted is going to be exclusive to the PS4. Um, it's it's built for that system, and it's just going to probably have graphics that are just going to look unbelievable, as opposed to a lot of the other cross-platform games that are that are coming out on on all the systems right now. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just it'd be interesting to see what she does next. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. We'll definitely be following her, and I'm I'm sure she is not going to have a problem getting a job anyplace else, um, doing doing what she does. I mean, considering the credentials she has and the years she was there at Naughty Dog, so um, good luck to her. Um, hopefully, she can find something else. She lands on her feet and um, produces, you know, a lot more games that we can enjoy in the future here. Yeah, um, hopefully, you know, we can we can see a uh, uncharted like clone for a different console, or uh, just because she's doing the story doesn't have to be an uncharted clone. I'm no, sure I'm she can write. I'm, I'm sure she can write more than uncharted stuff. I have a funny feeling. We can we can contract her to do the next issue of Snout Shark. There you go. There you there go. I send her a tweet. Send her a tweet right now. I will do it. I mean, we, we can have this done before the end of the podcast. The, our Twitter followers may jump up then. See, there we go. Amy, I'm going to do it right now. At Amy Henning, we need you for Snout Shark. Stat. And she's going to look at the reply and be like, WTF. <laughs> and then our Twitter followers are going to go down. Yes. <laughs> so one of the other big things that happened this past week, um, Jack Trenton, he is the CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment. Um, he's pretty much the guy you see at most of the awards um, at E3 doing the Sony's announcements and everything. Um, I know I've seen him on stage many a time from watching E3 from years ago um, when when you know when I started watching those when they started streaming everything like that on the net um, 
I always thought he was an excellent speaker. Um, I really liked the way he presented all the Sony stuff and everything. So he was with Sony for 19 years, it sounds like, and he was he's stepping down from the CEO role. Um, again, this one sounds like this has been this was mutual between Sony and him. He really hasn't been announced as to what he's going to be doing next. Um, but this one really caught me more by surprise, I would say. I mean, considering that they just made the announcement that um, the PlayStation 4 sold 6 million units worldwide. Um, they're pretty much leading the next-gen race right now, I would say. Um, he's definitely leaving at a high note, which I guess is when you want to leave rather than you know leave when everything's crumbling down around you. I, you know, it, it kind of just sounds like the guy needs something new to do with, you know, his time. I, that's that's kind of what I got out of it as well. I mean, you know, being somewhere for 19 years, that's a long-ass time. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I can't imagine being someplace for one year, let alone, you know, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I get, I, I'm that kind of person... That's something you want to tell to future prospective employers. <laughs> Greg's just, reliable, people. Trust me. <laughs> No, I I would say I get itchy. You know, you get you do the same thing after a while. Your skin your skin starts getting itchy, and you you want to go do something new. And I'm sure that this is where this guy's at right now. I mean, he's probably got 60 yachts. He wants to go blow them up or do something with them. And this yeah, is what he's going to do easily. Yeah. So this 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 is what this sounds like here. I don't think they were like, oh, uh, Trenton's a, a douchebag. We need to kick him out of the company. Blah, blah, blah. No, this this guy's just bored. He needs something new to do. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, it sounds like this was mutually, you know, they were it was a mutual agreement between Sony and him. So, mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see where he lands next. I'm wondering if he's going to stay in the video game industry and go work for someplace else because it's really crazy sometimes the way you get some of these people bouncing between companies. Um, so can maybe I, he's looking, maybe he's looking for a challenge. Can I make a prediction? Go for it. I'm listening. I'm going to make, make a prediction. This guy, within like four months, Tretton's going to restart Irrational Games. They're going to buy Sega. And it's going to be the best software company ever. You heard it here first, folks. Um, I don't. I can't even respond to that. Sure. <laughs> you know what? Crazier shit in this world has happened. I'll say that. Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm going to be the next CEO of Sony, you know? Crazier shit has happened, let me tell you. <laughs> That's right. I'll be I'll be doing what I'm playing now from Sony headquarters, and it, you're just not going to know what to do with it. I, You know what? As long as I get to go with you, I'm fine with that. You can do whatever the hell you <laughs> wait, want. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to PAX East, motherfucker. I'll go to Sony. That is, you go to that PAX. is true. That is true. I am going to PAX here in April. Uh, I, put in, I put in for vacation today. God damn, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's mm. do this. Road trip time. Road trip. Um, so hopefully, it sounds like, like I said, since this was mutual, hopefully he lands on his feet, you know, as well. Um, it doesn't sound like he's retiring or anything. Uh, so... We'll just have to keep an eye out and see where he lands and see see what he digs up next and what he can... I mean, for, for what he's been able to do with the PlayStation brand, he's been there pretty much since day one. I think he's done a fucking awesome job. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Wherever, wherever, he, wherever he goes next, somebody's going to be extremely lucky to have this guy um, working for them. 
Okay, so let's backpedal for a second. I just saw something when I was looking at that article for Trenton. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a thing on the side that said that Sony was making a Last of Us movie, and the question posted was, "Who would you cast as Joel and Ellie?" Yeah, that was one. Yeah, I heard that this week. Um, so that they were doing that. I I I was gonna ask you this, and then I remembered you still haven't played the damn game. I still have not played the game, but I've seen video clips and everything about that, so okay. I kind of know who the characters are. Okay, so let's do it real quick. Who would you cast as I Joel? Really haven't really haven't thought about this. Well, I'm uh, putting you on the spot now. Let's go. Well, who did the voice for Allie? Wasn't the voice for Allie done by? Um, don't don't say the obvious because it's not it. I was gonna say I whoever the actress was that did her voice, I would just pick her. Uh, it's not Ellen Page. <laughs> oh, that's, that's who I was thinking. I was thinking it was. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm thinking of that other game. Uh, let, let me look it up really quick because even I forget what, who the voice actress is. Um, uh, see, Ashley Johnson. I don't know, considering I haven't played the game, I really have no idea who would probably be good for either of those roles. This is who. Hang on, I, I gotta make this. I gotta screen share this one. Um, screen share. No, dipshit. There we go. Okay, this is who did the voice for Ellie. Ashley oh. Johnson. Okay. Yeah, kind of weird. And then um, this dude did the voice for Joel. Interestingly enough, I believe this is the same guy who did the voice for Booker in Bioshock Infinite. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I, I remember this. This this dude was like playing guitar on one of the um, ending movies in Bioshock Infinite. So, all right. Well, you you know what? Since you actually played the game, who would you cast? Oh my god. Okay, so I would want. See, I don't know any young actresses, right? And I think that's what makes this difficult because I instantly want to default to Ellen fucking Page for some reason for for mm-hmm. Ellie. Yeah, I kind of do, even though that's clearly not the best well, I th- choice. I think that's because when the game first came out, there was so much controversy. Wasn't there a lot of controversy about how close it, it kind of looked to her? Or like, yeah. it, they, like they were thinking that the character was portrayed after her? Yeah. Although they a- said it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem, is, is you kind of just want to default to Ellen Page there. And I'm not hip with all the new young actresses or whatever. You know, I don't pay attention to who... Nickelodeon or Disney shits out of their assholes anymore, so I'm not, you know, I'm not all up on that. Yeah, Joel, you stopped watching those channels a couple weeks ago, so I, <laughs> I, I know you're way behind on that shit. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, fucking Dora. Um, yeah, Joel would be interesting. I think Joel... Ooh. I want to say Garrett Hedlund would be a good Joel. If he were older, I think Garrett Hedlund would be a good uh, Joel. Who? Garrett Hedlund. He was... Oh, Jesus Christ. Tron Legacy. He was okay. uh, uh, Flynn's son. Okay. I know what you're that's talking about Gar- now. That's Garrett Hedlund. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, he also did the movie uh, Country Strong with... Um, what's her nuts? Gwyneth Paltrow. Stick to stick to Tron. That shit I know. Hey, dude, that, movie, know. Was, that movie was awesome, dude. So yeah, I think if Garrett Hedlund were older, I think he would be a good Joel. 
Well, we'll have to see if they're actually doing this, who they actually do cast, and we'll see how close you are with your picks. Yeah, so I say Ellen Page and Karen Hedlund. There we go. <laughs> That's the worst thing ever. Could happen. You never know. Yeah. Garrett Hedlund could be the CEO of P of Sony. There you go. That, that's no, they've already announced somebody, so that's not. We know that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, that one I could debunk right there. Yeah, they announced me. There, yes, exactly. <laughs> so one of the next news stories we have: Watch Fucking Dogs. Yes, that is the new title. Watch Fucking Dogs um, is coming out May twenty seventh. Xbox One, PS4, 360, PS3, PC, and the Wii U version is coming later. Did you just say PC, sir? Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. Did you just say PC again? <laughs> Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. <laughs> Wii U version coming later. Yes! I will be getting this for PC. I will be playing this on the fucking PS4 since it was supposed to be my launch day fucking game, which god dang stupid sons of bitches delayed it by seven months. Um, but I'm so stoked that it's coming out. One of the other big controversies that was flopping around the internet this week, and I don't, I didn't even post this story. I just read it in forums and stuff like that. There were some videos going around um, where some of the video clips that they were showing actually didn't really look as good, people were saying, as it did back in the trailer from E3 back in 2012. So everybody's screaming that the game's not going to look as good. It was delayed seven months, and they're going to release crap. So I have a feeling what the video that was shown was probably something that was still in beta, mm -hmm. um, something that wasn't tweaked and fully finished yet. Um, so everybody just needs to pull their tampons out and quit complaining so much. And I am sure that this game is graphically going to look outstanding. Well, it's not only that, man. I, I mean, I'm pretty damn sure that no, no matter how good or shitty this game looks, you know, if you pick it up on the PS4, you're probably going to get the prime graphical experience. Yeah. And it's still going to be a fucking awesome game. No matter what. Uh, I, I hope so. I mean, for as much as I've hyped this game up within myself, I am hoping that this game can live up to it. Or, or this can go on, you know, 2014's worst disappointments ever. After all the shit that I played that was disappointing in 2013, I'm hoping not. I don't need another fucking SimCity in my life. I just <laughs> don't. The, that still is going to go down as, like, I the worst don't. ever to get that game. I could have just walked over to across the street to the bar and just handed some bum sixty bucks and be like, "Here, drink up, buddy." <laughs> that would have been I was going to buy I was going to buy Sim City, but you'll probably have more fun with this sixty bucks than I will. That would have been a better investment than Sim City. That's sad. So, um, one of the other stories that was kind of tacked along with this, like I said, Wii U was coming out on a, on a, on on a later date, um, one of the stories that was written along with this is basically saying that the Wii U is definitely not canceled. I think that was the next thing that people were flip, flipping out about on the internet. Everybody's screaming, oh no, Wii U's not coming out on day and date as the other consoles. Um, so Wii U's not coming out at all. Um, Ubisoft said, yes it is. It will just be later in 2014. So 
for all five of you people out there with the Wii U. <laughs> Don't okay, worry, you get your fix. I know it's more than five. It's probably seven by now. Probably <laughs> still some over the weekend. Um, no, um, it's games like this you definitely want to see coming out on the Wii U. I mean, because the Wii just didn't seem to have enough of the big AAA titles like this. I think to push to push it over the edge to kind of keep people playing it. I think which is one of the reasons why my Wii sat there for so long and it was basically just used to play Wii Sports and a couple other things. Dude, we've had this conversation like 30,000 times. Yeah, I know we have. That's why we're going to move on. It's the goddamn Wii syndrome, man. You buy Wii bowling play for five minutes and then let the thing collect dust graciously Mm -hmm. until until the white stains to a piss yellow and then it looks like somebody smoked around it. I'll have to go see if mine's a piss yellow. Hmm. (laughs) Hopefully a cat hasn't pissed on it, so... Disney, we were talking about people leaving, people getting laid off. This is one of the bad stories where people are getting laid off, stuff we do not like to hear. They pulled a um, Macy's. Yeah, pretty much. Disney let go of 700 people, which is around 26% of its global staff per this GameSpot article. Um, but Disney Infinity and developer Avalanche Software were completely unaffected. So it sounds like Disney Infinity um, has really helped their bottom line in the past couple of quarters. And so that part of the business was completely untouched. So for those of you who don't know what Disney Infinity is, it's similar to Skylanders that was released a couple years ago in that you purchase toy figures. You can set them on some sort of RFID reader that can read in pieces of information off of the toys and play them as video games. Um I'm sure this is super popular among kids. It's even popular among adults. People who like to collect stuff, especially Disney things, are probably just eating this shit up. Yeah, I never... I The one thing I remember that most liked those were they, there were these, like, Pokemon things where they were, like, actual physical Pokemon shapes. You plugged them into, like, a little arena and they carried around their stats with yeah. them. And I, I was, like, the only kid in 78 miles that had one of those things. <laughs> It was now, ridiculous. Probably, man. probably before the internet was around, so there was no street pass or anything. So you were just playing all by your little lonesome. Hey, you know what? When or you or little Greg never had a chance. I know, but when you're battling your own Pokemon against each other, there's no winner or loser, man. All there yeah. is is pure. All there is is pure strength at that point. So yeah, this is like about the third or fourth episode where we've actually talked about people getting laid off um, in the gaming industry. Um, Hopefully, a lot of these people are able to find jobs within the industry. Not have to basically shift careers or anything. Well, why? Well, why do you think they're getting laid off? I guess that's the more interesting thing. I think, from what it sounds like in the GameSpot article, basically they're just trying to clean up a lot of fluff and just try to consolidate different lines of business. Is what it sounded like to me. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I still, I, I'm always that kind of conspiracy theorist guy where I think that there's something else going on other than what clearly the media depicts. Well, I mean, as, here in the GameSpot article, it says, you know, the layoffs came. This is a quote for there. The layoffs came as a result of Disney's move to combine its mobile game business and its social game business. So I think what happened in the past couple of years when the mobile platform became big. I, I think you had 
different different lines of business kick up and they were basically doing the same type of thing and trying to produce content for the same type for the same demographic and for the same group of people so they're seeing we have two different production units here that are basically doing the same thing they're overlapping the content and they're overlapping people we're trying to get to if we can consolidate these produce one good product to our customers rather than two separate maybe half-ass ones it would be more profitable for them. So you're saying there's a possibility. So you're saying there's a possibility we could see mobile games that have a less shitty freemium model to them, potentially. I'm hoping so. I mean, especially after when EA released um, Dungeon Keeper and just how horrible some of this freemium stuff is going. I, I'm hoping that some of these executives and some of these business people are seeing that. The freemium model can work. It just needs to be done properly. Right. And some of the ways that they're going about it right now are basically just alienating some of their customers. Like, you know, I, I've already un uninstalled Dungeon Keeper. I played it for a couple hours, got to a point where I wasn't going to give them any money, wasn't having any fun, and just uninstalled it and moved on to something else. Yeah, I and so... Yeah, I, I hope it's for the best, um, and I hope the people that got pink slipped found are 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 in the process of finding yeah. something new to do. It just this whole episode's just been about people getting shit canned, or, or you know what I mean. But you know what? Now our next story: somebody giving back. Ooh, and it's Microsoft. Oh, <gasps> so Microsoft has. I think I think they're coming out swinging here this month with some of the stuff that they're attempting to do with the Xbox One. So basically last week it sounds like starting at select, in quotes, U.S. retailers, um, the $500 Xbox One will come with a digital copy of Turn 10's racing game Forza 5. Now that would probably be one of the first games I would purchase if I was to get an Xbox One would be Forza 5. Well, you are a Forza fan. I do like Forza, yes. So that... That, that sounds very intriguing. That's very interesting. So not only that, but this week they're also coming out with the Titanfall bundle, I think, which we talked about last week, mm -hmm. um, which is basically going to come out with a free copy bundled of Titanfall. So right now you have basically two different, two different SKUs, probably, that Microsoft is producing where they're basically offering a pack and game with their console, which really doesn't happen this close to the launch of systems. Usually something like this doesn't happen six months to a year down the road, I would say. At least till there's been maybe one um, hardware iteration done before they start doing pack-ins of games or bundles like this where basically the game is free. I mean, mm -hmm. because the Watchdog bundles that I was going to get for my PS4 on day one, Watchdogs wasn't free. Watchdogs was considered into the price of the of the package. Right. You know, the bundle. These are basically free games that are coming in. I have to say, Forza 5 is, you know, got some pretty decent reviews. Um, so that's that's not too bad of a too bad of a thing. I mean, it kind of stinks for the early adopters that purchased the console four months ago. But I think Microsoft's coming out swinging and trying to definitely inflate their sales of the Xbox One system, which I you can't blame them. Right, I mean, I, I think that's the I I think that is the driving factor, though, is they are getting, for all intents and purposes, they are getting trampled by Sony right now. I'm. It's kind of hard to 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 get 
anywhere close to what Sony's got going for them right now. And um, this may be the thing that helps them leverage the game a little bit more, you know, so to speak. There was one other thing I wanted to mention about Microsoft um, that I didn't put up a story for that I had ne- that I wasn't aware of. So we've talked about Sony's PlayStation Plus membership before and all of the games that you get for free with that. Mm-hmm. Now, you only get to keep the games as long as you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. So here was something I didn't know about Microsoft Xbox Gold and their Games for Gold program. When you have your Xbox Gold membership and you get a Games with Gold game, that game is yours forever, even if you don't have a Gold membership anymore. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, and that was the first... I read that this past week and thought and scratched my head and was like, am I reading this right? And I read it from a couple of different places, and it sounds like it's correct, and... I think Microsoft is having a marketing problem here because if that's something that I didn't know and for as closely as I follow games, how I miss that, I have no idea. But that is something that they should be screaming from the rooftops because, truthfully, that's actually a better deal than what Sony's doing. I mean, Microsoft hasn't been giving the quality of games that Sony's been giving away you know, since they started it. But from what it sounds like this year... Microsoft's going to be ramping up to be doing some better games. So that's definitely something I want to keep an eye on um, and see how both companies react to that. But um, I thought that was a little bit of interesting information. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know that. And it, it's kind of weird because my bu- my buddy, you met him over Skype, Tommy. Yeah. Um, he's a real big Xbox fan. I mean, that dude just... You mentioned Sony to him, and he, which is why he sold me the Vita primarily. You mentioned Sony to him, and he kind of just like, yeah. Um, but no, man, I don't even think he knows that. Honestly, I don't think he does. I think he just buys the shit and leaves it on his drive and just goes with it, you know. But that's that's really interesting because I was looking at some of the games that were on PlayStation Plus like two or three days ago. And I was thinking about getting them, like, I, I have Bioshock Infinite in the Season Pass for PC, but it's free if you're PS, you know, if you have PlayStation Plus on, on the PS3. So I was like, maybe I should try the PS3 version. And, you know, or Tomb Raider on the PS3. I was may, maybe trying that one or whatever. But um, when I found out I couldn't keep them after the membership expired, because it was just, I was like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's where Sony kind of does get you. But truthfully... For the, it's fifty bucks a year, so it's actually ten bucks cheaper for the PlayStation membership. And if you pay attention to sales, sometimes I think I got um, a Black Friday deal for Sony's PlayStation Plus for thirty bucks for the year. And you can do if you if you already have a membership and you buy another year, it just tacks it on and extends your current membership. So I already had six months left on mine. So I basically, you know, after Black Friday, I basically had a year and a half left let's say, after I purchased that for 30 bucks, So just like with Microsoft, Microsoft's is $60. There's a lot of times you can find the Xbox Gold membership for around 39 I think, mm-hmm. you know, where they have sales. And that's when you want to pick something like that up because I will say with companies giving away games like that, it's almost silly not to have their, not to have to pay that extra money for, the, for those games that you get because it's definitely worth it. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten... I've gotten way more than 
however, however many years I've had my PlayStation Plus subscription, I, I've gotten way more money in games out of it than I've put into that, you know, than the money I've had to put into there. Yeah. I mean, because I've gotten games for the PS3, for the Vita, and the PS4. So, but that yeah, was I, that was that was something that when I I'm, I'm glad I remembered to to talk about that and mention that because I was wondering if you had even known about that. No, I didn't know a damn thing about that actually. Well, I mean, I don't I don't do Xbox, so yeah. it's you know it's just one of those things where I'm, the only th- the only thing I play on Windows are PC games, and the whole Xbox Live thing just kind of doesn't apply to that area, which was kind of goofy. Remember when they were speaking of live? Remember when they were trying? They had the whole live initiative. And then they had the yeah. Xbox Live and then the Windows Live shit. Yeah. And it was it was two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And the Windows Live was just so damn horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I hated that thing. Playing Resident Evil Five on it made playing Resident Evil Five on PC a nightmare. Well, the games for Windows Live, I thought that shut down recently. Yeah. Or that, is it in the process of shutting down? Did I think it? I thought it already shut down. No, I think it's dark. I think it is dark yeah. now. Because yeah. there were some games that they were saying that they were going to be able to unlock for people, and then there were others that were kind of question-marked as to what was actually going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And once those servers went dark, people possibly were not going to be able to play them again. Yeah. The other really bad thing about Windows... Stuck. Yeah, the other bad thing about Windows Live, and this actually happened... Well, this happened to me, and I know it happened to a couple other people, too. Um there was actually installer limits for the licenses for the games. So like, so, so like I think, what was it with Resident Evil five? I hit the installer limit, which was like 15 reinstalls, which mind you, the reason why I hit that, which probably sounds completely insane. Like why the fuck did you reinstall Resident Evil five 15 times? Um, that was back when I was still installing Linux distros on my main PC. So I was constantly taking off, the Windows shit, yeah, dude. I was just really stupid, really, really stupid. <laughs> oh my god, are you are you serious? Yeah. So, How did you even play any games? It sounds like you would just be installing OSs constantly. <laughs> I pretty much was, man. Um, but no, I, oh, I hit. The, holy crap! I hit the install limit, and it's you can still install the game, but when you go to do the license server, it just like you know middle finger fucks you all the way back to to Sunday. And you have basically have to buy the game again. That sucks. But then there were other people who had it for legit reasons. Like, like, oh, I got viruses from looking at porn on my PC, and I had to reinstall Resident Evil. And yeah, porn always does it. That damn, I, that damn porn. I know, motherfuckers. Next story we have is one where we're going back to people that suck, and that's GameStop. <laughs> they are actually hiking up the price of the PS4 camera by 10 bucks because it's in such demand. And I just looked on their website. It's still $69 when it has a suggested retail price of 59 Yeah, it, I think that's hol- the hilarious part of this is it says the MSRP is 59 but here's 70 Sounds good. Yeah. We don't have any for fifty nine, but for sixty nine we do. <laughs> what? What? Uh, Wait, that's just to to me that's bullshit. And anybody that shops there, hey, you know what? If you want to waste your money and support a company that does that, more power to you. I will take my dollars elsewhere. Thank you, Joe. 
I bought a game from there like three weeks ago. <laughs> you want to know what's kind of funny though? Uh, I, bought, I bought one of my controllers from there for my PS4. Only, only because I had a gift card. Well, that's here. Uh, okay, that's the only reason why. Let, let me back up for a second. That I was one of the. That was one of the only times I've been in a GameStop in the past several years. I don't. I, my wife even knows I don't like going to those stores. Right. I here's the thing. I don't like GameStop all that much. I, I really, truthfully, don't. But the thing is, is that for my mentality, for my the way I play and collect games, they're the closest brick and mortar I have. So sometimes when I can't find something online and I kind of get that itch to have it now, that's going to be the place I go for it. But I have trouble rationalizing what's the difference between Game Shop or GameStop and a pawn shop that sells video games. I have a lot of trouble rationalizing the difference between those because effectively, if you sell your games at a pawn shop too, which there is one that just opened up down the street, mind you. <laughs> and dude, this place. Hang on a second. Have you ever heard of the exchange? Yeah, record ex- it used to be the record exchange back in the day. They just opened up down the street from me, literally like 10 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one 10 minutes away from me as well. Yeah, and, and that place is amazing. I love the exchange. I think they yeah. have a fantastic thing going on there. But they do sell new games. They get new stock in. And, mm-hmm. But they, they by far deal with used stock. But it's the same damn concept as GameStop. The, the, the game... Makers still see zero percent of that money that flows around for those used titles, but that would be the same thing if I went down to the fucking pawn shop down the street here. Yep. But it, it cracks me up because people find it some for some reason they find it easier to go to a pawn shop and do this than they do going to GameStop. And is it just because the is it because the pawn shop is locally run, which is possible? I think there's. Practices that are done at GameStop that have become publicized over the years that just rub people the wrong way. True. Like this shit right here. Exactly. I mean, so that, I mean, that's kind of shitty. I mean, there's people even selling it on Amazon for even more. So luckily, I was able to pick mine up from Amazon very early on when I first got my PS4. I ordered it immediately. Um,. And actually, I think I had a harder time getting the controller charger for the PS4 than I did getting the camera back then. <laughs> I, I think I actually waited longer, like an extra week or two. That was on the the, the charger for the controllers were on back order. Um, and the camera came out like immediately within two days mm-hmm. um, from can Amazon. You, so, Can you imagine how expensive this thing would be if it had fucking Flappy Bird on it? I was at a small family gathering yesterday, and there were a lot of kids around. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the kids had iPads, and s- several of them I saw playing Flappy Bird. And I was talking to one of the kids and saying, is that still popular? Do you still like it? He goes, yeah. He goes, it's still popular. We still play it. I was like, interesting. What? I, uh, kids, kids nowadays, obviously... Have no taste in games. <laughs> they no. They what they did I mean, was I they, didn't say anything. I didn't say anything like you know that game actually just fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, what they did was they saw us playing Flappy Bird. Yeah, right? exactly. And then, and then they were just like done. You know. Yeah. I mean, but I thought it was kind of funny because I sat there and I was just talking to one of the kids. I go, 
I go, so is that still popular with you and with you and your friends? I go, you, I go, do people still play that? Yeah, yeah. And his high score was actually pretty good. He was into the seventies. What? So, oh my god, I can't keep up with these kids anymore, man. I, I can. It's, it is a different era. Uh, Jesus. So one of the other the games, or one of the other stories I wanted to put up here is something that's pretty much right up your alley, um, development wise. Microsoft at the GDC, which is, for those who don't know, is the Game Developer Conference, which is coming up here, um, is actually going to be um, revealing their next-gen closer to the metal, per this PC World article, um, DirectX 12 API. Um, there's going to be presentations about it. Uh, there hasn't been a DirectX released in, I think, about five years now. Yep. So they're taking it from 11 to 12. They are turning it up a notch. Good. Um, and I think a lot of this has to do with what AMD has done in releasing their Mantle API, which is basically letting developers get closer to their GPU hardware. Um, well, the Mantle guess, was a, Mantle is an AMD technology, not Microsoft. I was going to say yes, yes. Mantle's AMD, and it's going to. That's one of the big differences. Yeah. Mantle only works on the AMD cards, where DirectX works on pretty much all cards in all graphic systems, from my understanding. So um, Microsoft kind of had hinted around that there might not be another DirectX update, and I think maybe they got a little scared or concerned with the release of Mantle. So nobody really knows it's going to be included all in DirectX 12. A lot of people are thinking it's going to be released probably when the next version of Windows is released, next spring of spring 2015. Um, we don't know if that's going to be Windows 8.2 or if they're actually just going to bump that up to Windows 9. Um, but uh, what do you think about DirectX 12? Uh <clears throat> Same shit, different ballpark, really. I don't know. It, it, I, it, you know, it, it seems like we're still. DirectX is a behemoth, right? And that's just where it's at with gaming. I mean, you can write shit to OpenGL, you can write shit to Mantle, but that still, to this day, the core PC gaming, or even on Xbox for crying out loud, the, the core mechanic there is DirectX. Um. And DirectX has, has always... I mean, I've, I've seen plenty of graphics development forums and game development stuff, but DirectX has always had its fair share of issues, and people just nag and bitch and whine and cry about all the problems with DirectX 11. Uh, hopefully they addressed a lot of that in 12. I haven't seen, like, a uh, like a technical preview or anything or just anybody talking about anything with DirectX 12 yet other than this. So now, what do you think that this means for the consoles? Because mm. normally normally when you get a new version of DirectX, you're looking at new hardware. Right. You're going to need new hardware to actually run most of that code and API and everything to be able to interface with it. Mm -hmm. So this really surprises me that they're releasing this after the consoles have come out. Yeah, because I, th I think I see where you're going, which is if you need new hardware rev for a new DirectX version, what happens to the Xbox One? Right. Bingo. And I'm not sure if they were pragmatic enough such that they can release an update so that DX12 will run on the Xbox One, or if they're just flat out fucked. And just, you know, there, there yeah. you go, DX11 on the Xbox One, Merry Christmas. 
that's going to be the interesting thing to see here, to see if they can actually do an upgrade on a console mm-hmm. to something like this to be able to use some of these new features. Features we don't even know what the hell they are yet right now. Right. So it'll be interesting to see once this stuff actually does um, get announced. It sound, looks like GDC is March 20th um, is when they're going to be having this. So we'll be talking about this definitely in a future episode. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested to see what the what DirectX 12 is going to give us that um, 11.1 that doesn't or 11.2 doesn't have? Yeah, from and DirectX. The thing with these graphics libraries updates is that unless you are specifically a graphics developer, and there are such people that just do nothing but graphics, it, I'm not, it's not specifically game related either. It's just people who do computer graphics programming. Mm-hmm. Um, reading through some of these change logs is just oh my god, my brain bleeds. When, when you read some of them, it, it's so hard to decipher, you know, what what is a technical update from a user space update. And what I mean by that is a technical update is something like, oh, we changed the efficiency of a vertex buffer and how it addresses memory on, on you know, the, the video RAM or whatever. Right. And I'm prob- probably just blowing smoke out of my ass right there. But then there's the user space update, which is, what am I as a PC gamer if I fire up Bioshock Infinite? What am I going to see different using DX12 as opposed to DX11? There was something really interesting with Resident Evil 5 for PC. The launcher actually had, it gave you the option to pick between the DirectX 9 version or the DirectX 10 version. There were just two different buttons that says launch DX9, launch DX10 version. Yeah, I've seen several games do that before. Yeah, and there actually is a noticeable difference with that. I mean, there really is, and I, th- I think it's, I, I think you, you kind of have to look at it a little close, but you can tell a difference between the two. Um, and I'm not sure if we're going to see that with the 12 rev from 11.2, or if it's just going to be a shit ton of technical updates that nobody cares about. Yeah. Because, like, you, be- because, yeah, like, I mean, like you said, if, it, like you said, uh, DX revs usually require new hardware, so, I mean, my, somebody at Microsoft's got to be saying, well, you know, we rev this DX you know, this DX version and everybody on the X bone is, is kind of just like stuck with a thumb up their ass with 11 too. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of scary, but it would be interesting to see what they've got going with it. That's why I'm very interested to hear what comes out of that conference. And we will definitely be, like I said, we'll definitely be talking about that in the future. And so last story is another Microsoft story. We are kind of Microsoft heavy this week. Uh, we're, we're bleeding Microsoft, man. Well, I just wanted to mention that um, with the release of Titanfall this week, they basically released a huge update. Um, I think Microsoft normally does two updates, one in the spring, one in the fall. That's how they used to do it on the 360. I think they're sticking to that on the Xbox One, um, where they're basically just doing a huge update to update the system. Um, and there is a just a huge list of system updates. Um, you can get to your friends list faster. Party chat is on by default. Um, they're actually adding in... Twitch streaming, and here's something I don't know if you had heard. I find this rather funny. The Twitch streaming app on the Xbox One can actually stream at a higher resolution than the PS4 can. (laughs) Which is just fucking hilarious because the Xbox One has been proven to not natively use a higher resolution than the PS4 does. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, Twitch streaming on the Xbox One is nice. I, I have not done it on the PS4 yet. I'm waiting to get my new headphones before I do that. Um, 
And once I get the new headphones, I'm, best, I'm definitely going to be streaming games on the PS4 out to our Twitch stream, out to our Twitch channel. But um, I would rather prefer my games to look better than my stream to look better, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, it, it, it kind of... Right, and it's kind of counterintuitive. You would want your... Because you would want your initial play quality to be good because when you stream it, you're going to lose quality. Right. Because it's going to be compressed with a lossy codec, and then when somebody sees it on your stream, it's going to look like shit compared to what you're seeing on the screen that you're sitting in front of. I don't understand how that gets flip-flopped, especially, like I said, because the Xbox has, like I said, has been proven that it does do a smaller resolution than what the PS3 or PS4 does. So I, I unless they're doing upscaling and really really freaking cleaning that up somewhere else, I yeah. I I would need to see that. Now the other thing that it says that Twitch is giving on the Xbox One, it's the only next gen console that allows you to archive your Twitch broadcasts. Ooh. See, and I thought I had heard you can archive the ones on the PS4. So when I try that, I'm definitely going to have to play around with that. We'll have to notate or we'll have to talk about that a little bit more. Um, there's a whole bunch of updates to the Xbox. Those are just a couple of the ones that I wanted to tap touch on real quick. Um, you can help to GameSpot, any of your favorite gaming sites. I'm sure they've all covered it and they have a list of what type of updates. I'm sure Major Nelson's website. Um, I know he probably posted a big update. Um, when this was released as far as what type of things were all introduced. So go check stuff out there, and let's jump into the what I played, what I'm playing now part of the podcast. Which is going to be relatively short this week. Because I think each of us have only played one game. I pretty much picked up South Park and finished it on Friday. (laughs) I am not going to go into any bit of the story, because I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there still playing it. All I can say is... I don't think I've ever laughed as much during a game as I did during South Park. Um, This is something I was thinking about also. I played Jazz Punk a couple weeks ago on the PC, which was kind of like a comedy-type game, which was rather funny. And playing South Park right now, I don't think I've played two kind of comedy-type games where they're basically funny and have that type of appeal to them so -hmm. close together. Wow. You know, and like that, that going to the comedy genre. But I mean, South Park, there were parts of this where I was just sitting on the couch laughing my ass off like I was watching an episode. And it really does, the graphics and the gameplay just make you feel like you're playing through an episode of South Park. And if you are a South Park fan and have not picked this game up yet, you need to just go get it and play it. And you will, I can guarantee that you will enjoy it. I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't want to go into any of the story. There were, there were a couple of things I think I mentioned to you the other day when we were doing the, the live, the live stream, that some of the quick time events I was having a little problem with, with some of the timing and everything. I mean, but short of that, as far as an RPG game goes, it was definitely a great RPG game. Yeah, I I managed to watch a couple reviews on the game. And uh, I do remember some of them, well, most of them, actually. Uh, there were maybe one or two that just didn't make a comment on it because they were getting drowned out of what would, you know, the whole just South Park experience. Um, a lot of them were complaining about the timing of some of that stuff. Um, like, I, I guess part of the combat mechanic is if you can successfully guard 
you know, four consecutive hits, you get like a counter blow or something like that. Yes. Yeah. But the timing required, like, it, like it's kind of weird because the timing is off. It's very difficult to pull pull off that kind of block, you know. And and the, somebody made an an analogy. They, they made it analogous to, uh, which I thought was fantastic. And I still have not played the game, but based on what I saw, I don't know if you've ever played the Super Mario RPG for Super Nintendo. No. Okay. So I don't think I ever did. Okay, so for people who have played it, somebody made it analogous to that combat system. That one was very similar to Super Mario RPG where your different weapons gave you different timings. And with successive hits, you could increase the combo, thus making the damage greater. But they also had it work for the defense and the magic attacks, too. But the timing in that game was fucking flawless, man. I mean, once you knew what it was, you could have it for the rest of the game. There was no, there was no tricking it. Yeah, the South Park game does have some, I will say, a little bit of a learning curve as far as the blocking goes. Mm-hmm. That was probably, you know, when I was doing combat, that was one of the first things that I noticed I was having some timing issues with, was doing a lot of the blocking. And even Kim said the same thing. She goes, yeah, I'm having some trouble blocking. I go, just keep at it, and I go, you'll you'll figure out the timing. It'll come to you. It's yeah. just not as intuitive as you would think it would be. Um but as far as that being like one of the only flaws in the game, I mean, it's the story was great. It was literally just like playing through. I don't know if I want to say an episode, probably more like a movie for as long as it was. Um, but the story was just spectacular. It was just there was I can't think of one character that was left out. And and through and I've and oh, I've watched no. it. I've watched South Park since the pilot episode. Um, I had a friend at work give me the pilot episode on videotape the one day. I mean, and back when it was the first couple of seasons where I lived, Comedy Central wasn't even on our cable channel system. So I had friends that would actually bring me in videotapes of of the show just so I could watch it. That's awesome, man. I mean, so I've been a huge fan since as early as I can remember. Um, and I and I still it's it's a show I still watch and I love it and if if you do like South Park, this is definitely a home please a homage to all South Park fans. I mean it's straight up. Yeah, man. I mean, I used to that used to do the same thing with me with uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast because so I couldn't get um I couldn't get Cartoon Network mm-hmm. at the time. And I had seen that show by accident at my uncle's house once, and I was just, like, instantly hooked. So he started recording all of them on VHS, and when he would literally bring me, like, three or four, six-hour VHS tapes and nothing but Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, man. Um, that was, oh, that show is so amazing. Yeah, that was our DVRs back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, I've actually got two of them up there, and the one of them is actually a Space Ghost one. It's on top of my fridge. Um. So yeah, man, I, I'm I'm still looking to pick this game up. I'm I'm not sure if I'm gonna get the PS3 or the PC version off of Steam yet. I'm still kicking back and forth as to which one. Because I know Walt got the 360 one, didn't he? He got the 360 one. Now I've heard in playing the PS3 version, it was a little laggy in a couple of spots. I've heard that the PC version ran a little bit better than the PS3 or the 360 version. Right. I think I'm. I think just to be different from. Just to give variety to you know our assortment of pals here, I think I'm going to get the PC version. Yeah, just just so I can say something. You know, it'll be another item to add to my Steam list. 
Yeah, I, I was I thought about getting it on Steam, but then I was like, I wanted to play it on the bigger TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim wanted to play it, so it's easier for her to do it on the PS3. So that's why I picked right. up the PS3 version. Yeah, she, I think you remember. I think I remember you saying she's not really a big PC gamer. Yeah, she does some, but it's she she she's probably more into the consoles. I would say. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, what did you play? It looks like you did Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy XIII. Yes, more of that. I actually beat the living shit out of that game uh, first time around, which, uh, by the way, I was thoroughly impressed with that game. Square Enix has traditionally, I mean, up until this point, they've traditionally been really bad with their direct sequels to games. Uh, and what I'm making reference to primarily is Final Fantasy X-2, um, that game was not very good. Uh, that was basically just fan service, 100%. Um, Final Fantasy 13 2, I never played it, but from what I heard, it wasn't all that great either, uh, at least as far as the story goes. I th- I, they kind of just took time travel and ass-raped it. Um, this one was actually pretty good. I was, I was very impressed with how the game played, uh, how the ending went. The last boss was sufficiently difficult. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy games are always good for having that one boss that's in the game that's harder than the last boss, but it's not the last boss in the game. And I couldn't beat I couldn't beat him. I I tried for for hours and just got pissed and said fuck it. Um, but I'm going back on hard mode, and hard mode's got a bunch of really cool perks. There's a whole bunch of new outfits you can buy, uh, a whole bunch of new weapons and cattail, and there's. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was. <laughs> and uh, um, the one thing I found that was really interesting with hard mode, though, is with the new game plus, you carry, you get to keep like all your extra items, like your quest items. So I'm literally burning through quests in this one way, way faster than I did the first time around. And remember how I told you there's that plateau problem at the end of the game where you start to run out of quests. And you're kind of just like waiting for the clock to go down. I think that's going to happen way earlier this time around than it did the first one. Oh, wow. That kind of concerns me because I'm thinking I can probably clear the same number of quests that I did the first playthrough in literally half the time. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to make things really, really interesting. And I think I can probably complete every quest the second time around. I think I can do it. Time for a speed run. Yep. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy Thirteen. So, yeah, I, I, we'll see how it goes. I'm I definitely liking hard mode so far. Cool. All right, well, I think we are into the last part of the show, finally. We are hitting close to one hour. We're actually one hour and five minutes, so let's just wrap it up. What I want to play, since Watch Dogs was announced, everybody, you know that's what I'm going to say, Watch Dogs. I'm probably going to get back to some Danganronpa this week. Um, and if I can knock that out, back to Persona 4. Um, but that's pretty much what's going to be on my playlist. Yeah, I just added this one in at last minute. Um, I still have a bunch of, of of a bunch of RPGs I need to get to, and uh, I'm a huge Star Ocean fan. I did manage to get the international version for the PS3. I I need to I need to log the hours into that one because that one's just going to take for fucking ever to finish. I mean, cool. if if you never played a Star Ocean game, you you know. You have no idea how long these games are. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever played a Star Ocean. Oh, dude. I may have tried one back on the original PlayStation. Wasn't there a Star Ocean back on the original PlayStation? Yeah, Star Ocean, the second story. 
I think I might have played some of that. That one was stupid long too. Two discs, but I think it was. I think it, you could have easily put about two hundred into that game. Yeah, I don't think I played too much of it, but I kind of remember actually playing something of that. Yeah, and I've heard that Star Ocean Four, uh, this one, international version. I've heard that one's stupid long too. So it, it's it's going to be interesting, but I need to. Have, I need to. You have time. I need to take that one out, man. You have time. <laughs> All I've got All is right. my coffee and time. <laughs> All right, let's call this a show. Wrap it up. Check out the website, whatimplayingnow.com. Hit us up with some emails, feedback, anything you want. Whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. Post them to our YouTube page. Give us some likes, please. Um, we're going to be working on migrating everything over to the What I'm Playing Now YouTube page. Um, I have all of the first 15 podcasts, well, the 16 podcasts downloaded. Um, the pilot's already up there, so i got 15 more to go. This one's already going out to that YouTube page. Um, Greg's been working on some of the audio podcasts. We're going to get those up there, and then we will be pushing everything out to iTunes as well here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which, the by the way, the audio ones would be done by now had I not gotten a sinus infection. Yes. Yeah, you were I sick kinda, last week, so that I was kinda, your for you for that. I kind of can't record bumpers when I sound like this. So it's kind of <laughs> just like... <laughs> Fix it in post. Yes. All right, everybody, have a good week. Go play some games, and we will see you next week with another episode of What I'm Playing Now. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Mm-hmm.